1: 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one, Winning Winning Drive Drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, a.k.a. the NFL Chick, co-host of Ravens Post Game at 1057 The Fan.
0: And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 1057 The Fan and beat reporter for the Baltimore Ravens on that same station.
1: And Cordell, we've, we've gotten through week one, uh, so NFL season is in full swing. Guys are hitting hard in practice uh, now. You know, no more playing around, pads, hitting, everything. So Ravens are one know coming to M&T Bank Stadium this Sunday, their first home game of the season against the Miami Dolphins. Let's talk offense first. Um, we saw a lot of good things from the offense in the second half, we, we talked about this on previous podcasts, started off a little rusty. Um, we were at the facility on Wednesday and I asked Lamar myself, you know, was it the rust coming from, you know, lack of preseason snaps? Because none of the main guys played in preseason. And he had alluded to, yes, it probably was a lot to do with that. And then in the second half, they kind of got the ball rolling. Um, and so now you're in a position where, OK, you got that rust off in the second half. You're going into a week two with the Miami Dolphins, who obviously we, they've known this defense. Uh, that was the, the original team that started to cover zero in which everybody else started the trend thereafter for the rest of the season. Uh, and it also seems as though they have studied this defense thoroughly uh, in the offseason. Um, I've seen people already say that the Dolphins really haven't changed much and changed their looks much from a defensive perspective. So it may be safe to assume that they may come in and try to do this same thing. What do you think? um, How does the offense respond this time around, knowing what their opponent is probably going to try to do uh, to get after them?
0: Yeah, well, it starts up front. You know, I I think the reason you saw the Dolphins feel so comfortable to do what they did to the Ravens last year is simply because they just didn't respect the guys that the Ravens had amongst that offensive line. Um, That that allowed the Dolphins to just become uber-aggressive and just send the house pretty much every third down. And as the game went on, it went from every third down to pretty much every play. Um, And I think for the – it'd be naive – for us to believe that the dolphins are not going to at least try to do that again, because if it worked last season, you have to at least test the waters to see if it'll work again this year. And while the Ravens offensive line is better than it was last year, you know, it's it's still not great. You know, they still have left tackle issues right now. Patrick McCarry is manning that left tackle spot unless Ronnie Stanley gets on the field this Sunday. And, you know, I'm not overly optimistic about that, but we'll see. And even if he does, you know, he still is going to be a work in progress. I'm not expecting Ronnie Stanley to be in tip-top shape and, you know, at his best self in his first game back. Um,
1: so so uh, you think that Ronnie Stanley is coming back on week two? Because we've talked about this previously. I, you know, I said week three, week four. You're thinking now this is, hey, come on in now because the left tackle situation – is what it is. No, I'm I'm not
0: I'm not saying I think he's going to play Sunday. I, I don't think he will play Sunday. Okay. Okay. Um, I just
1: wanted to, I just wanted to clarify.
0: Yeah, I I still believe this his target date will be against the Patriots next week. Uh but I won't I won't be surprised if he's out there this Sunday. The situation at left tackle has made it a little more dire yeah. right now. Um so I'm sure that goes into the decision making a little bit, but I still would be surprised if he's out there. We'll see if he can get any full participations in practice this week. That'll be the key, uh, especially by the time you know we get to the end of the week. We'll we'll see what's going on. But I, I would say you know again, it starts with the offensive line, and from there you got to be yourselves. You have to be the Ravens and do what works for you, and you got to make the teams pay. I, I I know the running game struggled last week. J.K. Dobbins was a full participant in practice uh, on Wednesday. That bodes well for his opportunity to possibly play on Sunday. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if he's able to kind of stack the stack full participations in practice all throughout the week. Um, but if they have J.K. Dobbins in that backfield, I would expect for the running game to be substantially better than it's been. Um, and that's going all the way back to last year. Uh, But if you're going to go up against this aggressive Miami defense, you got to pay. You got to make them pay. Um, You got to hit in the open areas. If they're going to send the house, you got to get the ball out fast. Guys have got to be ready to catch the ball extremely quick because it's going to be coming out of Lamar's hands. So guys aren't going to be able to run those deep, uh, long developing routes. And I thought that that's kind of what was going on last year a little bit in that game. It just seemed like the plays were still – even as the game went on and they saw that they were blitzing them. It's like, where are your hot reads? Where, where's all the quick plays? Why, why am I not seeing any type of adjustment on the offensive side of the ball? So while I expect the dolphins to try to do what they did last year, I don't know if it'll work again this year. It can't, you know, Harb's led, you know, Harb said uh, it would be completely negligent of them to not work on facing the cover zero blitz this right. year, this offseason season, coming into this season, especially knowing that you're going to have to play that same team in week two. So right. I do believe that they worked on it. Now, just because you worked on it don't mean you're going to be able to have success against it. So the Ravens are still going to have to prove that they can beat the cover zero blitz and not even just the cover zero blitz, just, just the Dolphins defense in general. The Dolphins do a lot more than just cover zero blitz. They have a, a lot of the Ravens type tendencies where they'll bring a bunch of guys to the line of scrimmage and they may blitz them and they may not, but they have a a lot of guys on that defense that are very athletic, very versatile and can do a multitude of different things. So it makes them tough to game plan for, um, So I think it'll be key for the Ravens to go out there and try to just make them pay every time they want to send a blitz. Okay, you get the ball out quick. That'll be when, you know, Mark Andrews may have a ton of catches, maybe for not a lot of yards unless he starts breaking a breaking a tackle or so. And really, if they're going to all out blitz you, all you need is really one broken tackle, you know, at that point to 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 break the entire play open because everybody's blitzing. So there won't be much help if a guy misses an open field tackle. So the receivers and the running backs, everybody who gets the ball in their hands in space, they're going to have to make plays. They're going to have to try to make a guy miss because if you do, it opens up the, the possibility for big plays uh, to be had. But again, it starts with the offensive line. Lamar's got to be able to trust those guys in front of him to know that they'll be able to pick up all the unique blitzes that they'll, be, that they'll look at on Sunday because I definitely believe the Dolphins are going to be just as aggressive as they were last year.
1: Yeah, and, and I think we obviously know that the offensive line now is not the same offensive line last year. It's a complete overhaul minus the the right guard um, position. And so, you know, this is a more, we believe to be a more consistent offensive line, even if Makari plays at left tackle. I still believe this is a more, look, Makari is a still a, a world greater than uh, Villanueva a left tackle. Right. Okay, so there's that part of it, but also, Um, you know, we have to recognize that this is a completely different offensive line for them to do that. I I definitely think that there was a couple of things last year that did not play in in their favor, which obviously is the offensive line. That's the biggest one. I think that Lamar continued to try to throw the ball downfield, even though he had no time, because there were guys that were available in the flat. Running backs were available in the flat to get the first down. I think that Lamar is a guy that that – he can get the first down with his legs. So throwing two guys in the flat is not necessarily a thing for him. I think mm-hmm. that that was his old philosophy, his new philosophy. I think now he does check down. We saw him do that in the Jets game um this past Sunday. He was checking down to running backs when nothing was available. Um, And so I think that that's going to be the difference because there will be guys that will be available.
0: Oh, no doubt. Definitely. Uh, it'll be guys available in the flats, and It'll be a matter of is, is Lamar going to get it to him. And I talked all over and over about their the Ravens having more weapons this year than I think that they've had in the past. So Isaiah likely is not going to be able to go out there and have zero catches again this week. You know, <laughs> this is going to be a week where I think they're going to need him uh, to make some plays for them. I think we're going to see more Mark Andrews yep. this week. I think you're going to see more of the quick hitters, Uh, Maybe more screen passes as well. The screen kind of worked a little bit for them last week. They'll they'll definitely need to run those screen plays this week. When you're going up against an aggressive defense like the Dolphins, you got to use their aggression against them. And the screen passes are the perfect way to do that. So it'll come down to execution. It'll come down to guys being able to make plays in one-on-one situations. Um, And if they're able to do that, I I think it'll be a good day for them. I don't know if you want to. Uh, get into a shootout with these guys, so to speak. But the Ravens, the Ravens are able to put points up on the board. And with this being the home opener, uh, this year, and you're going up against a team that really gave you the business last year, those and the
1: blueprint, the blueprint,
0: because everybody (laughs) after that really just do the same thing, yeah. It's a copycat league, and everybody pretty much just stole the Dolphins recipe. And so, you know, these guys. Can all say this game doesn't isn't any bigger to them than any of the others. And that may be the case, but you can't sell me on the idea that you don't have a bad taste in your mouth still from that game last year. You can't sell me on the fact that you're not thinking about what happened in that game last year as you're getting to play your first home game of the season. You don't want to ha- you never want to lose your home opener to begin with, but it kind of helps the Ravens that they're going up against a team that I know that they want another shot at. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm looking for them to really come out blazing in this game on Sunday because they're going to have to start fast uh, cause, cause, considering the type of offense they'll be facing on the other side.
1: I completely agree. And I definitely think that, you know, like you said, if you tell us that this is just another game, then I have a bridge to sell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. you know, don't, don't – and, and that's fine. I mean, if you want to lie to us about it, we're, look – if you want a lot of media and fans, that's cool. Because guess what? Everything is not meant for us to know. And mm-hmm. as long as you guys are in the, in the locker room and saying, look, this is the first game at home. We got the fans behind us, which is important. And look, you could say that they had the fans behind them in Miami because Miami is basically a, a, a away game destination for most NFL fans. But this is different. It's MT Bank Stadium. It's going to be rocking. Fans are going to be excited. This is the first game at home. So you got to use that. If, if they can get – you know, uh, the crowd in their favor and and, and help them from a defensive perspective, then, you know, you got to make sure that you utilize them um, in other situations as well. You definitely was paying attention to what they did to you last year. And again, it appears that the Dolphins are still doing the same things that they did last year. So they haven't changed much from the defensive perspective. So if you know that coming into this game, you best be prepared. Obviously, execution is is the difference maker here, but don't make the same mistake twice. If it's not available, give it to the running back. If, you know, make sure that you're prepared for the zero blitz. I do think the offensive line is much better. So it, it should fare much differently i don't know how much but it should fare differently in that regard but you definitely need to be mustering up plays to make sure that you neutralize that situation and i love that you brought up the screen because that was one of the most beautiful screens i've seen and it's funny because you everybody knows the don't screen everybody right. knows that so i would be um very surprised if we see that again although you can see how necessary that is in situations of blitzing so I would love to see more screens from this team I would love to see more you know getting the ball out to the flat when you see uh there's a zero blitz coming or I would love to see you know like you said if it's going to be Mark Andrews him beating that one guy that he has to beat you know with a completion and and making it to a long touchdown so I expect the Ravens offense to be prepared they know what it is um the, the personnel is pretty much the same so you know it, it's easy to to figure that part out and, and dissect those things but I agree first time shame on you second time shame on me and that's right. can be my logic behind that
0: no doubt about it and yeah you you know they they do have a similar team to last year a couple new guys like Melvin Ingram right out there, but just you know it's a they definitely have a lot of guys all over the field that you got to watch for. Javon Holland at safety going into his second year, definitely a playmaker out there. Uh, Xavier Howard at cornerback. Brandon Jones at safety. Jerome uh, Jerome Baker, Christian Wilkins. I mean, they've got some guys on their defense that can make plays. Um, And the Ravens have guys on offense that can make plays as we know. So, you know, it'll definitely be key to see who can kind of, uh Make those difference making plays. Can the Ravens take advantage of one on one opportunities in space? Are the Dolphins going to overwhelm this offensive line again? I, I think, you know, it depends on who can kind of impose their will this week because both teams are fairly physical.
1: Completely agree. Before we go to our next topic, please make sure you subscribe to the Winning Drive podcast. So every time there is a new episode, you'll be the first to know. We are available in every place that you are streaming your podcasts. Okay, Cordell, so we talked about the offense and what they needed to do so now this is the this is the the more tricky part right where Mm -hmm. where we have to figure out what the defense is going to do because there's so many different moving parts um now that's different we know that the dolphins defense from the nucleus perspective and appears from a coaching perspective is similar to what we saw in 2021. Um, But this is a completely different setup in terms of the Dolphins offense. They have a new head coach who is the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. They then traded for Tyreek Hill. You got Jalen Waddle who's in his second year with the team and Tua who many people um, like more, you know, Tua gets criticism, but he's pretty accurate uh, quarterback. So, uh what is it that the defense needs to look for in in terms of helping uh, be successful against this revamped offense
0: a couple of things you know uh I, number one you want to always stop the run you want you got to start there and i think that the dolphins don't really scare you in the run situation uh they got Chase Edmonds that they added to their offense from Arizona they added Raheem Mostert From San Francisco, neither of those guys really did anything on the ground last week. And while Raheem Mostert is probably the more running back type of guy out of the two, you know, neither of them really scare me. Now, Raheem Mostert's got the speed. They both have speed. And if you let them get to the outside, that could be a problem. But, you know, the Ravens generally, they do pretty well against the run game. Last week, not so great. Michael Carter, 10 carries, 60 yards and six yards a pop right there that I definitely would like to see them do a little better there but I think going up against smaller backs like like Edmonds and Mostert and speed guys like that that kind of fits into the Ravens mold. um so I would look for them to kind of stop the run first because that's the first thing you want to do as a defense and from there you got to look at you got to look at the short passing game because while they may not run the ball necessarily effectively all the time. They use the short passing game as kind of like an extension of the run. Um, they've got guys like Jalen Waddle that they could get the ball to very quickly and he can make plays on his own. Obviously, Tyreek Hill can do the same thing. Chase Edmonds is more so known as kind of like a receiving back out of the backfield. You know, um, so they still got Mike Gesicki, who only had one catch last week, but I don't, I don't really believe that that'll be the case every week so you got to get to the the, the short pass the game is going to be key because this offensive line isn't the greatest it's better than the Jets offensive line but it's still not necessarily anything that's going to wow you um mm-hmm. so they're going to try to get the ball out of Tua's hands extremely fast to protect him and these these got these weapons that he has at his disposal they're dangerous. They're dangerous yep. in the open field. You got to be able to tackle. I keep saying it. Tackling is going to be the number one thing for the Ravens this week because tackling in space, it it, it can be difficult against guys. I mean, we saw last week Jalen Waddle had a touchdown where he's splitting two defenders, you know, and you just couldn't bring them down. Like, you got, with as much speed as they have, the Ravens have, the, the way to beat speed is to be physical.
1: So mm-hmm. the Ravens,
0: Physicality on defense has to be the thing to kind of knock that speed out because guys aren't going to be running as fast anymore once you pop them a couple of times. So I, I think that'll be the key thing to do from opening kickoff is to just impose your your will on this offense that wants to you know run all over the field. They want to force you to to defend every blade of grass out there. Um, but maybe if you get to Tua like like they did to Flacco last week. You know, you get to a little more antsy. He already has, a, you know, some sort of limitations with his passing ability. Um, I think he can definitely hit the open guy. Uh, I have, I, I, that kind of worries me because you could go back to all the way to college with Tua. If a receiver's running open, he's going to get the ball there. Um, so you can't have any blown coverages in the back end of this secondary because they've got some big time game breakers on the other side of the field in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Um, So you definitely got to make sure you're not allowing guys to run wide open. And you definitely have to make sure you tackle in space because they're going to force you to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the, the key here, I mean, I'm sure this is the key very weak, right? right? I ain't saying nothing groundbreaking, pressure, pressure, pressure. You know, if you can get into um, a quarterback's you know space and and rattle him a little bit, then that that change that can change a lot of things. And if the Ravens can be successful like they did last week in terms of getting pressure, then I, I think this well this bodes well in their favor. Uh, I think that Tua is a guy who, from a short and intermediate pass perspective, can eat you up. And if you allow him to get in the rhythm in those types of passes, then the long passes is, is, is going to be there and be available. I'm not a huge fan of his, his his deep ball arm, not but that doesn't mean that he doesn't complete deep ball passes, you know, nice. when you say things like that. So, you know, um, he's just more consistent in the short and intermediate passes. Um, so if you allow him to get in that kind of rhythm and then, you know, f- get, allow him to get down the field and get a guy like Tyreek Hill, who is hell, you know, to cover, I don't care who you have on defense, that guy is hell to cover. Then, you know, it's problematic for this team. Uh, like you said, I don't think that the running backs, they look, okay you know, none of them like really do anything to me in terms of like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm concerned about the run game. now. And the Ravens run defense historically has always been decent. So that's not a problem for me. Um, I definitely think that this is a team that, you know, they they run the West Coast offense. We know that. So we're going to see a lot of dropbacks. We're going to see, you know, a lot of those, pass, those short to intermediate passes. And then when they feel like it's opening up, they're going to go down the field. So if you can get into Tua's head early and rattle him early and make sure that he doesn't feel comfortable in that pocket, I think that you can sustain a lot of success that way. Um, we don't know if Marcus Peters is back, uh, but he still had limited practice this week. So, you know, I'm going to go say it's safe to say that he may not practice. I mean, he may not play um, because I he had limited practice this week. Now, if he, if he plays, hey – Thanks for proving me wrong. I'm I'm completely fine with being wrong in this regard, oh um, but you know it's 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 something that needs to be said because you lost Kyle Fuller already, and then if you don't have Marcus Peters, you know you you want to make sure that that secondary is solid. And while I think that they can do a good job because Marlon Humphrey is still there, and, and you still have guys like you know Marcus Williams and, and and your safety position and Chuck Clark um I think that it's it's something that you have to watch if Marcus Peters isn't there because these two wide receivers are one of the best one, two tandems. I think that the Ravens will see um, for the, for the majority of the season and they're doing it already in week two. So, you know, that's my key to the game. Do not let, they're not going to let anybody run the ball on them, you know, without will. Mm -hmm. So there's that part of it. Do not let Tua get comfortable. If he gets comfortable in the pocket, it's going to be in a, long, a long day for this Ravens defense who is already down one cornerback, potentially two, if Marcus Peters doesn't start. If you get in his face, hey, man, then that's, that's even better to potentially make this a long day for that Dolphins offense.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the DBs. You know, I, I think this is the type of situation, this is the type of game that, uh, that, that went into the the thinking for the Ravens when they brought in a Marcus Williams, when they brought in Kyle Hamilton. You know, they needed more range in the back end of this defense. And these two guys are thought to be kind of center fielder type guys uh, out there. So this, these, this is the type of game you bring them in for where you have two dynamic receivers that can both take the top off the defense and it's going to be important for them to not let these guys get behind them well, you have a, a lot of confidence that guys like Marcus Williams will be back there. You have confidence that Kyle Hamilton has the range to be able to uh, to be able to cover a lot of ground and be a safety net for you on the back end. If Marcus Peters is able to play in this game, that'll be fantastic because this is the type of game where you need two dynamic cornerbacks to go up against two dynamic receivers. And, you know, on the injury report this week, it's not good that Brandon Stevens is on. He was on there limited with a quad issue, you know, because they can't afford to be without Peters and Stevens. You already lost Kyle Fuller for the season. That's going to put a lot of pressure on some of these young guys like Pepe Williams and Jalen Armour Davis and maybe even one of your practice squad guys as well. Um, And that's just not the situation you want to have going into this Dolphins game, really any game. But definitely not this week where where you've got so much to worry about uh, at the wide receiver position. So I I do think that this is that the Ravens are going to be kind of prepared for this type of situation to go up against this type of uh, speedy offense, so to speak, because they have guys on the back end that they can actually trust. And you saw Marcus Marcus Williams, who was kind of all over the field in that Jets game last week. You know, albeit it's a different test this week with with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Um, but it, it does make you feel good as a Ravens fan to know that you have a safety on the back end that you could kind of trust to, to 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 be there in case there's a mistake made uh, in front of him. Um, but but yeah, I am excited to kind of see Kyle Hamilton get to show some of his better abilities. Uh, which is why the Ravens – and show why the Ravens brought him here because one of the main things that the Ravens loved about him was his range and his ability to cover a lot of ground on the football field, and he'll have to do that this week.
1: Yeah, and listen, you know, we we talked about Kyle Hamilton's tacking, uh, tackling or lack thereof, um, and look, he has to improve that this week. Th- this is a fast group of guys, um, and you can't let them just get past you without a fight. That's just what it's going to be. So, you know, this will be a test for him. And I hope for him he wins that test because, you know, they're going to need him. They're going to need his skill set that he was drafted for. They're going to need his presence. And, you know, uh, particularly if they're down, you know, uh, Marcus Peters, they're going to need a guy like him. And, yes, he's a rookie. I understand that that's a lot of pressure on him, particularly against that group of, of wide receivers. But that's what you were here for. You're the first-round draft pick. You, it's time to start playing like a first-round draft pick. And, you know, it's very possible that they'll have him on Gasicki, the tight end, instead, um, which, listen, I'm cool with that, too, because we can't ignore that part. We, I know we haven't mentioned him, but he's a pro bowler as well. Um, he's their franchise tag player, which tells you what they feel about him. They didn't want to let him go in free agency. So even if you have Hamilton um, covering him, you know that that's fine. I'm I'm cool with that. But you gotta be present. You have to show your presence on this field when it's your turn. And I think that this game is going to be the game that he has to step it up. And look, I'm gonna say that he he's going to be the one that steps up to the. You know, he's going to be available when the time comes, when his name is called, he's going to step it up. I'm I'm going to be confident in saying that that's going to happen because I'm sure he's not happy about his play. I'm sure he's not happy about his tackling. He's heard the things that we've said. He's seen the film because, you know, they got to make them guys watch the film on Monday. So I'm confident in saying that he'll rebound and have a better game. On Sunday, um, particularly if you know they have him shadowing the tight ends, so you know the Ravens defense has to do their jobs, you know, in terms of up front to help the guys in the back. But I- I'm confident that this group of defensive backs is a much better, uh, bode well group than they had last year. Because of course oh, yeah. we know we know what happened last year. We ain't right. know nobody back there last year. Okay, you know, for the most part, we ain't know nobody back there last year, minus a couple players at that point. So, you know, I I do think that this will be uh, better, but it will be that's their first big test because last week, you know, Joe Flacco just wanted to be a family man. He wasn't trying to throw that ball down the field. Tua, on the other hand, you know, he hears the naysayers. He knows that people don't really respect him that much as a passer. And he has, you know, some statements that he's going to want to make. And what better way to do that? He did it already against the New England Patriots, which we know, you know, Bill Belichick. He's a a, a defensive wizard. Already did that in week one. Now he has a week two matchup and against the Ravens that he's going to try to prove people wrong.
0: No question. You know, this Ravens secondary was put together to defend maybe the best receiving group in football in cincinnati you know having to play them twice a year so you know this will definitely be a nice early test for them to see how they stack up especially if they could get peters back on the field this week it'll it'll definitely be their first true test um and it's one that i expect them to kind of step up to i
1: completely agree all right guys make sure that you are subscribed to the winning drive podcast. So every time we have a new episode, you are able to listen to me and Cordell read about the Ravens. (laughs) Uh (laughs) All right. Keys to the game Cordell. So what is it that you believe the Ravens need to do offensively and, the Ravens need to do defensively and look, even a special team situation, you know, it mm-hmm. could be anything coaching situation. What is it that the Ravens need to do to go two and zero after Sunday's game?
0: Well, for starters, I'll, I guess I'll start with the offense offensively. You can't you, you, you can get overwhelmed. You can't panic. You can't let the blitz force you to panic um and and you can't allow it just because they get it's going to get to you at some, at sometimes. Sometimes he's going to Lamar may get sacked a couple of times. It's what happens. You're not going to be able to beat it every single time. But you you got to make sure that you don't allow it to frustrate you because you saw last year once the Dolphins aggression was got kind of got to the Ravens. Emotions were running high on the sideline and I think guys mentally may have ended up checking out of that game maybe not intentionally but i think the frustration contributed to guys just kind of losing focus in the game and it showed on the field so number 1 you can't get flustered you 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 got to keep your composure throughout the game number 2 you got to take what's there you got to take what's there the blitz is going to open up a lot of opportunities for you know Quick passes, again, guys being in space, you got to take what they give you. And in conjunction with that, guys have got to win their one-on-one battles. You're going If they're going to blitz you the way that we expect them to, there's going to be a lot of guys in open space just being in one-on-one situations. Not only do they need to catch the ball, but somebody's going to have to start breaking a tackle or two to kind of pop that big play. You got to force them to get out of what they want to do and i think that'll be the way to do it um i want to say get the run game going uh as well obviously that's always going to be a key but i feel like if the run game doesn't go as well this week they could still beat this team they may have to beat them by by passing the ball especially if they're going to load the box the way i expect them to and you know blitz you the way that you that they that i expect them to you're going to have to throw the ball the question is are they going to be able to run as much play action as maybe they want to? Because you're not going to have time to necessarily do the play action fakes and everything if they're going to be sending the house the way we expect them to. So that'll be key to see how much play action they do run and how much time Lamar gets to uh, on the play action passes to actually survey the field. Defensively,
1: oh, no. I'm yeah, sorry. I wanna I wanna uh, interject here one of the things that I really enjoyed about what happened week one was um you know seeing Lamar um do more plays under center as opposed to shotgun and so you know look if you can help if if Lamar can help himself in terms of uh, you know rolling out a little bit and doing a little bit more of that and obviously I'm not talking about it in, in zero blitz situations I'm just saying generally finding ways to make sure to th- to keep this defense honest that's another thing that I think that that really can help um this offense in terms of showing being the one in charge of how to dictate this game in terms of Mm -hmm. how they move. Um, So, so I I like the evolution in the sense of what the offense started to do in in the terms of not just having him always um, away from the pocket, but also having him under center. And I think that that's important to just kind of mix it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If you want to do shotgun, that's cool. But you know, if you can also do some plays under center, I think that that's that bodes well also. And all and you know, the Dolphins are going to be like, okay, well, this is not something that we're used to seeing. Um, we're this is a little bit different here, so we really don't know what's happening here. So I, I think that if you do more of that, mixing it up. And forcing them to guess what it is that you're gonna do, that definitely helps them. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but nah. I, I feel like that that's super important that the Ravens now are starting to mix their formations in terms of um their pre-snaps and everything.
0: Yeah, and you know, the quick passing, I, I'm curious to see how much they do go under center, uh considering how much these guys blitz. They may want to we may see a, a lot more shotgun this week just simply because you want to try to give him as much time as possible. And if he's under center, it it, it allows them more of an opportunity to get to him faster. Uh, But being under center would equate to, if you're going to go under center and throw the ball, that would mean that a lot of these passes are going to be quick, quick time and routes. And honestly, I thought Lamar did a really good job all throughout training camp of his quick time and throws. Mm -hmm. That was one of the biggest improvements I think I saw from Lamar this offseason was his ability to be very precise and accurate on a lot of these quick uh these quick timing routes um and and that's and that's kind of in preparation for facing an aggressive defense like the dolphins you know for for guys to be able to run these quick outs and lamar get it out of his hands quick and you get 5 yards here you know 6 yards there like it, that that's what you want um and just kind of dink and dunk them all the way up the field until they until they one get out of what they're doing or you're finally able to break one uh, for a big play, maybe you could get some time and get the double move going, but it opens up a lot of opportunities uh, for other options to be available to you. Um, but yeah, on the defensive side, again, it, it it starts with tackling. It starts with open field tackling. Uh, really, you, you got to be able to to end the play. You have to be able to end the play as soon as these guys get the ball. You cannot right. allow Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill to get yak opportunities because that's that's when they'll kill you. That's when they'll kill you. And Tyreek Hill, I mean, the dude is very good. I, I think we don't really recognize how good he is because he's looked at as a speed guy. And he was out in Kansas City where it seemed like everybody was able to kind of get off. But this dude is an incredibly good route runner. He mm-hmm. obviously is, is very fast, but he has exceptional hands as well. Like, he is a complete receiver, and I I, I just feel like you can't treat him like – and I know they know that. You know, I, I'm pretty sure they'll go out there and actually give him respect, and I think it's wise that they do because you don't want to go out there underestimating this dude because he could he could kill you, no yep. doubt about it. Um, But, yeah, open field tackling is going to be the number one issue – Number one uh thing on my list. Number two, making plays. Force Tua to get to 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 have some turnovers, cause the turnovers. That's what this Ravens defense is all about this year. Uh it was, obviously the turnovers were way down last year. This year it's been a big emphasis all throughout the offseason to force turnovers, and they've got playmakers on this defense that can do it, even on the front line and at the second level these guys were looking to tackle the football against the jets, even on a lot of those sacks, especially later on in the game, once they figured out, once they realized, okay, we could get to Joe whenever we want. These guys no longer were kind of satisfied with just getting a sack. They wanted to get the sack fumble a couple of times. You saw Chuck Clark force the fumble uh, late in the game that Marlon was able to recover. Obviously Marcus Williams had the, his first interception. So, You're going to have to get back to that, get get back to being aggressive, forcing turnovers. You want to get this team flustered early, and maybe that'll get Tua off his game uh, at the start of the game and and see how that goes on as the game uh, continues to go on through the rest of the four quarters. Uh, But definitely starting fast, not letting these guys have a sustainable drive early in the game. You, you, you just don't want to give them any confidence. You want to take all that confidence away from them early and be the aggressors, be, be, be the attackers uh, of the game. And that's on both sides of the ball, not just defense, but also offense, assert your will, make them play at your pace, make them have to alter what they're doing based off what you're doing. It shouldn't yep. be the other way around. The Ravens are used to, they're usually the bullies on the football field and that's what they have to be again this week you know I I said the the best uh kryptonite for speed is physicality that's what you want to see the Ravens go out there and do I want to see them hit them in the mouth early and see and, and make force the Dolphins to have to respond as opposed to the way it went last year where they kind of hit you in the mouth and you were just stumbling back the entire time and they had you on the ropes.
1: Yep. And I think that, you know, listen, I already mentioned the fact that they're home. Use that home crowd. Get them out of their rhythm. Get them loud. Get them fired up at all times and, you know, create some false starts, create, you know, some some illegal formations and such. And like you said, punch them in the mouth early. Don't play around with them. You know what I mean? Don't let them get comfortable because if they get comfortable, it takes it. it sends the you know it takes the wins out of people's sails as they like to say and what you don't want to do is get this crowd out of the game and of course you don't want the defense to start um, losing their momentum because we saw that last week in the Jets game when the Ravens in the second half started posing their will offensively that defense calmed down at at first they weren't allowing any running you know what I'm saying and in Mm -hmm. the fourth quarter they kind of gave up so what you don't want is to um, have your will posed. You don't want uh, the Dolphins offense to dictate what you're going to do. you got to dictate what they're going to do, and you have to execute at your best ability. Um, you already mentioned like Tyreek Hill being the best route runner. Okay, well, you know that. Do you need to bracket Tyreek Hill? In the past, opposing teams have done that, and they've been successful in doing that. You know, I love Marlon Humphrey. But if Marlon Humphrey needs help against Tyreek Hill, hey, man, give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Because he Mm -hmm. is a threat. He's the number one threat of this team. And you don't want that guy to get into a rhythm because then it's going to get nasty time. Okay? And and so you got to do what you got to do. But you have to make sure that you don't allow – that guy behind center to get comfortable because as soon as he starts getting comfortable, then that means that there's going to be some havoc being uh, handled downfield and you don't want your defense to be put in those compromising situations. I, I, I think that the defensive line can continue to be dominant as they did last week. I think they only had, was it two and a half sacks? They only mustered, but it it just felt like that they were on Flacco's butt all day. Yeah. I mean, all they day. had
0: 11 hits, you know, yes. and some they had a hits. couple of they had a couple of the sacks get taken off the board due to penalties. Uh but yeah, I mean they they, they, they were they were all over Flacco the entire game. They did finish they they finished with two sacks uh like uh, what I guess three yeah, I guess two sacks. Uh, total in the game about three sacks really because two guys had half sacks Mattabike and Queen each had a half sack and Calais and Justin Houston had a sack to themselves but yeah 11 quarterback hits and led by Patrick Queen who had three of those they're going to have to get be a complete unit and have it be a team effort with uh, getting to the passer again this week
1: I completely agree So, so the defense has to definitely do their job special teams let's talk about it pin them suckers back Pin them back, Jordan Stout. Do whatever it is that you got to do to keep them inside the ten yard line, but don't put that ball in the end zone to give it to them at the twenty-five. You know, make sure that they don't have any room to breathe. When if if in fact the Ravens have to punt and they have to put them in, you know, deep in their own territory, I think that this you know the Ravens special teams is is, is phenomenal. Them drafting Jordan Stout was huge for them, um, and I think that that will be that will bode well. But you've got to be consistent about that as well. And I think that the, the special teams is up for the challenge. I mean, I, I have no qualms against special teams. That's probably the part right. that I'm more comfortable about than anything. We know that special teams is important here in Charm City. And so it, it exudes itself in games each and every week. Um, so as long as you keep them guys way back and make them, hey, if you want to try to get the, this touchdown, 98 yards, 99 yards, 95 yards, pin them suckers all the way back if possible. Um, Justin Tucker, I think that we, look, what else do we need to say about Justin Tucker? Yeah, he's going
0: to be there. He'll, he'll be ready Tucker. to go.
1: Yeah, Justin, <laughs> the goat going to go. you know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. I don't even have nothing to say about that. Um, obviously, that's going to be the case, but yes. Last week, we gave really good grades all around um, from an offense, defense, coaching. Um, and so hopefully they can be consistent in doing that this week. Those are the things that are ha- – they, they have to be on their game this week. You know what the Dolphins are going to do defensively. You know what they're going to do. If you allow them to continue to do that, that's a you problem. Yeah. And you need to look in the mirror. And that's yeah, because
0: it, it definitely looked they had the those those times last year where it was like you knew the bliss was coming. But I, I think they, they they just didn't have the personnel to be able to defend it. Absolutely, and I don't know if they necessarily have the personnel to defend it this year, but I think that they're better equipped than they were last year to defend it. So we'll see.
1: I think that the Ravens absolutely are, will be prepared. So with that being said, what is your final score, Cordell? You got the Ravens winning? You got the Ravens losing? What we got going on here?
0: I've been back and forth on this. (laughs) Uh, I think at uh, previous times in the past when I've kind of predicted the schedule, I've had the Ravens losing. And then there's times where I've had them winning Uh, right now. I'm kind of feeling a 30 to 20 win for Baltimore right now. I'm thinking that they're going to be able to outlast them first game at home, kind of that revenge game. If Dobbins is out there, that energizes them even more. You know, you never know what kind of extra plays he's going to be able to give you. So, I'm I'm going to go with thirty to twenty. I think this defense does a pretty good job of forcing a couple of turnovers and causing the the Dolphins to play from behind for the majority of the game.
1: I am going to go 27-20, Ravens. I think that. Playing them at home, first game of the season. I think everything will be electric. Uh, I think that the Ravens will be prepared this time. We both agree that they have better personnel this time. Uh, I think that the Dolphins will try to, they're going to be very annoying. Okay. They're going to stick, they're going to hang around. I I don't see them not hanging around um, in this game. And because they have too many good players to not hang around in this game. So I think the Dolphins will hang around. But I think that the Ravens will prevail and get a win uh, on Sunday for their first home game of the season. So we both agree. 2-0.
0: Yes, 2-0. I'm I'm going 2-0 this week. Uh, we'll see if it if my feelings change throughout the week, but it's already recorded. No,
1: no, no. no I'm rock. about to say, you can't take it back now. It's yeah, on I can't,
0: record. I can't, take it, I can't take it back now. So I'm, I'm rocking with it. 30 to 20. Let's get it.
1: <laughs> 27 to 20 for me. And if Cordell tries to change his mind, guys, <laughs> on his radio show, make sure you let me know. Okay? He's on 7 to 10 on 105.7 The Fan. Make sure you listen. And if he does, at me at the NFL Chick so I can call him out. (laughs) I have the video, excuse me, the audio of you saying 30, 20. And I'm going to rock with that. (laughs) Works for me. Thank you so much for listening to the Winning Drive podcast. We hope you enjoy. Enjoy the game this Sunday, and we will talk to you post-game.